You are tuned in to another episode of the She Believe He Could podcast. This is episode 23, Who Do You Say I Am? Hey girl, welcome to the She Believe He Could podcast, a declaration encouraging women to believe again. Hebrews 11.1 says, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. So join me, your host, as I open up about my faith to believe in marriage, motherhood, sisterhood, and so much more. Let's start the show. As you probably know, the last two episodes, we were deep diving into the mini workbook. If you have not got your workbook, it's not too late. It is something that you could pick up and start today, stop, start tomorrow, whatever that looks like for you, there is no pressure as long as you start. Okay. Because I don't want you to feel that it was something dated that you had 30 days to do it. You had two weeks to do it, seven days, all of that jazz. No, this is literally something you can work through. And I think that was the intention behind this workbook for you to really Do it in your downtime. Do it when the children are sleeping, when you're having some quality time to yourself and you're just needing to chime in on some of those questions. And even if you need to like tuck it away to come back and think about some of the your answers, that is cool, too. Again, it is all of what you make it. So. Last two episodes was about the mini workbook and I'm just truly proud of the women who have came forth, who have snagged them one of those workbooks and they are too believing in God for their very own process. And it really does start with you. It start with you deciding to do this. That is the very first step of this workbook, decide who. And speaking of that very first step, Um, I just want to say thank y'all to everyone who showed our new website love this week. We launched our new website at www.shebelievehecould.org. We are official. We are legit because God truly is on the move. It is in my deepest heart of hearts that whatever God is doing for this movement of women, for um, just our grounds of believing in him for more, that we allow ourselves the foundation in the house to do it. God revealed to me that I was believing in him for such a small impact. Okay. And when God revealed that to me, it really did make me stop and think like, wow, like God, I don't want to ever be in that place to where I'm thinking so little of you as if you aren't God, you know, as if you didn't create the world, my very being, the sky, the birds, you know what I'm saying? And when he told me that, I was like, wow. And I believe it didn't have anything to do with him. Obviously, it had a lot to do with me and my faith. It's like I was believing in God, but just for like an inch. I didn't want the mouth or the mouths. I I was okay with the inch. You know, God, if you could just do this one little thing, I am so good. And I will give you all the glory and all the praise. And when God was like, no, I am so much bigger than that. I am so much more. And I need you to know this. I need you to believe this with your whole heart. And so I am just grateful for the ground that God is stirring 
that he has allowed me to cultivate spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, because it isn't easy. You know, she's a whole mom out here. She got kids. She got a husband. She worked full time and I am building um, my small corner of a space for the kingdom of God. You know, it matters. So I just want to encourage you right now. If you don't think that your impact will matter, think again. Think again, because it will and it do. It really do. God still need your yes. Even in the midst of a room full of women who are saying yes to God, he still wants your yes. Isn't that amazing? Like he still wants your yes. It matters. Again, go over, check out our new website. Be proud of it because it's for all of us. Okay. It is my prayer that this movement, we literally lock arms and we walk this thing out together. Together, together, together. I cannot do this on my own. And I just pray that God continue to allow me to steward this well and really pray over the ground that this harvest will come from. Right. I am still planting my seeds of promise. I am still uprooting things in my own life for this ground to be good and to be solid. You know, how many of y'all know? Side note, how many of y'all know? Anybody, farmers or people who plant gardens or fruit or whatever, how many of y'all know them to be attending to their ground in the winter? Usually the winter is like an off season, right? When it gets cold outside and all the plants shrivel up and all of the stock um, stop growing or dies or whatever, they really don't attend to that ground because of... um the climate. Cold weather is not, you know, obviously the typical climate to produce any grain, fruit, uh, certain plants, whatever, whatever. But God was showing me spiritually that this is not the time to sit back and just not do anything to your ground or to sit back and not believe in him to cultivate your ground. And Speaking of speaking of cultivating grounds, okay, I want to shout out my business coach, Tatiana Muse, over at the Stationary Muse. She is hosting her very first vision board party, December 12th. Go to her website at thestationarymuse.com. She has a little tab that says vision board party. Check it out. I am speaking um, at that event and... I am talking about purpose, specifically cultivating your ground for purpose. And I'm going to give you three steps. Faith without works is dead. So I'm going to give you three steps to what that could look like as you're cultivating your ground for purpose. We're getting ready to close out this year of 2020. And Lord knows it has been a year. Nonetheless, I'm thankful and I'm grateful, but it's been a year. So as we all prepare and as we all get ready for the Christmas holiday and cheers to the new year, cultivate your ground for purpose. The work is still needed. It is still necessary. And I just pray that you take those steps and you apply them and you really reap 
harvest, that you really reap what you sow, all those seeds of promise and whatever those seeds of promise look like. Be specific when you're talking to God. Really give him the details because it matters. Okay, I just feel that inkling in my spirit that there are so many women that don't feel that their voice matters or what they have to offer to the world matters, but it matters and the world needs what you got. It really do because God made you and there is only one you. So whatever God has put in your heart and on your heart to produce in this world, you got to do it. You got to do it. So I think I just went on a tangent, but nonetheless, this episode is going to be quite interesting. So I've been in prayer in regards to this workbook and I haven't really felt the release to put it away or not, uh, or to move on rather from the workbook. You know, the last two episodes, we talked about the workbook and I kind of walked through steps one through six in regards to reference, giving you some reality checks of what those questions could look like, what some of those answers could typically look like. But God told me to go deeper. I was like, okay, you know, we are cultivating ground. You know, we are working through what we go through. We are uprooting um, some things in our life and in our hearts, and we are really cultivating our relationship with God. So in prayer, when God says go deeper, that means that whatever God wants to get out of this, he hasn't got it yet. You know, whatever God is needing to do, he hasn't done it yet. My God, if you have not touched these women in the way that you need to, then I want to be obedient to your word and do just that. I want to be the vessel that is obedient to your word so that you can do what you need to do as God, right? As father. I love that about my relationship with God. You know, I can ask him to search my heart and he will do just that. You know, I I pray and I ask him to show me the things that are not of him. God, show me if I'm out here doing something that's not you. Let me know when it's me. Holy Spirit, have your way. Show me when it's me out here. When it's my idea, when it's me agreeing to do this, when it's me signing off on on this, when it's me uploading this on social media, when it's me sending out this email, whatever comes to she believe he could, Father, whatever is not you, take it away. Take it away because I don't want to be building on false ground. I don't want to be planting seeds that will never harvest. Matter of fact, I don't want to be planting seeds that would eventually root up and choke out the good. Do you hear me? The good that has been growing in my ground, you know, that I've been attending to, that I've been working through the process. And sometimes you you really don't realize that you have to be careful when you are planting those seeds, because if your motives and the purity of them ain't right, they will grow. They will sprout up but they will choke out the good. Now that's a whole nother episode, but just know weeds and thorns do exist in the ground. Just like the blessings, the fruit, they will grow in the same ground together. And that's what makes spiritual warfare. That's what makes 
this journey hard. So you have to know that you are doing this with not only just process, but you're doing it with purpose and you're standing on God's promises and you're in prayer and that you are seeking God for your harvest. Because at the end of it all, no matter how much you water it, no matter how much you plant those seeds, God is still the foundation. He is still the rock. He is still the core to your ground. Remember that. Now in the message version, it says, he pressed and how about you? Who do you say I am? And I love this scripture because in this passage, he was talking to Peter. I really do believe it was a test because think about it. If Jesus was standing before you and y'all have did all of these miraculous things together, you have witnessed so much good, bad, ugly, whatever the season looked like, whatever the hardship, whatever the blessing looked like. And Jesus is standing in front of you and he is asking, and how about you? Because I I know what they are talking about. I know what they're saying about me. I know what they're calling me. But how about you, Peter? Who do you say I am? And I love that because I actually have been asked this question before. Um, Story time at a vision board party. Now, listen, you want to talk about a fence? Let's talk about it because here I am minding my own business and I am just, you know, putting my little pictures down and I am just so filled with the Lord, honey. Okay. This lady asked me, I think when I was talking about my board, perhaps, and then of course there's a lot of faith-based things on there. There's a lot of godly things because obviously I'm a child of God and he is the father. So you're going to see that reflection on my life. When you see me, know it's him. Okay. And she asked me, said, who is Jesus to you or who is Jesus? I saw her Jehovah Jireh, my provider. I am standing before you now because of him. That bloodshed that was on the cross, that was for me. It was for you too. But if you don't know about it, we got time for that. But just know it was for me. The the spirit of offense jumped up really quickly. And I do believe it was my flesh because... The offense was so like, what? But then I thought, don't ruin your witness. Because although she may be asking you this question from a negative place, this is a time where you can um, really be the light, be the salt in the earth. Maybe she needs to taste the love of God. Maybe she needs to see the light of God on your very life. You know what I'm saying? In the middle of Michael's at a vision board party. Okay. (laughs) Let me tell you something about that question that Jesus asked Peter. It required repentance. It required faith. It required turning away from our selfishness, our sin. In order to submit ourselves to his authority, we have to know who he is to recognize his teaching. We have to know his voice. We have to know who he is despite what we see and what we feel. This is something that you have to literally feel internally in your spirit, in your heart of hearts. Who do you say he is? And I love that the spirit of offense don't really come over me in that way. I do believe that I have grounded myself um, in a position to where it's not that you are questioning my faith. It's not that you're questioning the God that I serve, because even if 
even if that was your motive, I still serve a God that is good. I still I still stand on solid ground. I still know his word to be true. I know. And sometimes it's for people to get to know. Hello, have you ever had somebody where they just didn't know, but they needed to know? And so let let you be the opportunity for them to get to know. So I put that scripture in step one when deciding who, because we're self-identifying. So when I'm asking you, how do you see yourself and who do you think you are? I want you to know that it's going to require you turning away from some things. It's going to require you put God before your very own being, really see him through you, really know that you were made in the image of God. So if you don't see yourself as beautiful, as loved, as valued, as courageous, then you got work to do. If you don't see yourself as if you don't see yourself as worthy, washed clean, strong, the light, valuable, victorious, treasured, wonderfully made, okay, then you have work to do because he speak those very things over you. It's right there in his word. It's right there in the Bible, the very things that he speak over us and how he see us. He calls us friend. We are a new creation in him. We're blessed. We're redeemed. We're loved. We're his masterpiece. Hello. We are his royal daughters. So coming out the gate, how do you see yourself? And if it's not of any, any of those things that I just said, that's absolutely okay. But we have to be true to us. We have to be real with ourselves. We have to be all of what we are. We can't be ashamed of it anymore. We can't hide behind the fog, the smoke, the mirrors. We can't hide behind the lies, the perspectives, um, you know, the shadows. We can't hide behind the material things, the men, the drugs, the alcohol, whatever that looks like. We cannot hide behind that when we are identifying ourselves in the image of God. Again, because we know him to be good. So if you don't see yourself in that light and it's still very dark for you, we got work to do. But just know that you don't have to do it alone. Just know that there is help here. There is resources here. There are women who is praying over your very process that you make it to step two, that you get to step three, that you start declaring and speaking life in step four, that you start calling on the name of Jesus in step five, that you are casting down the devils in step six. Whatever that process looks like, I want you to know that we all have to start somewhere. But God needs the real you to step forward. When he call your name, your name, he needs all of you to step forward. All of it. The guilt, the shame, the dirt, the lies, the drugs, the broken relationships, um, the children, whatever, whatever you feel that 
has a hold on you. I know for me personally, some things that I've walked through in my life literally felt like bondage and baggage. And so going into a marriage where a man wanted to marry me and love me and really pursue me, I had a difficult time trusting that idea of marriage. It it was a lot. It was hard, but I wasn't willing to work through it. I just wanted to run away. We are in Matthew 16, 15, when Jesus asked, but what about you? Who do you say I am? So I want you to really think about that. Really dig deep, really go to God in prayer. And I want you to get in your journals and I want you to answer that very question. Answer that question with your whole heart. Again, God need the real you to step forward. Be blessed. Be encouraged. Know that we are working it out. Okay. So until next time, girlfriend, holla. Holla.